Yeah, you got the crown, let us sing. I'm a Sacramento king, and we're doing our thing. We got the crown, let us sing. Yeah, the Sacramento OnlyFans, the art show at the Arco. Boogie Cousins made it bang in the sleepy train. See web let them bars go. D-Vock got D-Lock like D-Block. D-Fox got the golden one like Reebok. Jason Jones with the J-Street vibes. And KC's gonna give it to you live. Uh, I was born to ball from a fetus. Watching highlights of Reggie Theus. White chocolate breaking ankles into pieces. Roy Williams had them freezing in the bleachers. My shots all making money, Mitch Richmond. Mike Bibby with the cross, you're a victim. And if your team run the zone, I'ma shift them. Welcome to the L train. Line of sentimental king. And we're doing our thing. We got the crown and the sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what it is, baby. You know them vibes here, man. J Street vibes. With your man, Kenny Carraway. And Jason Jones. I'm feeling a call. We should change it from J Street to Luke Street. <laughs> oh, don't do that. They're, they're going to be coming with pitchforks here uh, <laughs> at, to the J Street Vibe Studios because Luke Walton has triggered this fan base. Like, I don't know, Jason, like nothing I've ever seen. I, I, I'm completely dumbfounded by this. I mean, I've, I I just don't understand, like, the outrage. I mean, this is – the news wasn't unexpected. The news actually kind of makes sense given their situation. You can't – no. Once again, Jason, you can't use um, logic here. My bad. You, my can't, bad. I, I you can only that say that Luke just thinks. Yeah, I forgot, you know, with, with fans and Twitter – you can't use logic. I mean, I, no, I mean, wait, before, we, before, we, hold on, hold on. Before we get into it, we got, just in case there's people who don't know, Jason, maybe there's people who don't know what's going on. We got to let them know. Luke Walden, um, reported by James Ham earlier today, uh, the Kings said they will be bringing back Luke Walden for his third season with the Sacramento Kings um, after finishing. Isn't back to back years 31 and 41? That's what it was? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. after two Second years, second winningest coach in Kings history, percentage wise. Second winning is coach. That is crazy. I, like that. I love the trigger trigger fans by just reminding them of that. That is crazy. Well, I mean, they're triggered enough. They're triggered enough. So, like I said, I've been dealing with it. Um, luckily, this didn't happen on my show, so I'm sure we'll get all of it tomorrow. But I know you've dealt with it on Twitter. I've dealt with it on Twitter. I got my thoughts about it. I'll talk about it. But just just tell me your thoughts on Luke Walton coming back to the Sacramento Kings? Uh, it's, like I said, it's not a surprise. Uh, I expected it. And I think given the fact that you look at this team and really no improvement was really made to the roster until the trade deadline, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I think you, it made sense, you know, also given the financial implications of having to pay Luke Walton $11.5 million to, to leave, especially if, as my buddy uh, Sean Cunningham pointed out, you know, if Chris Finch was really the guy that Monty McNair really wanted, and he's gone. Mm. <laughs> you know, why would you fire the coach to get someone you don't want? Right. Especially if you, you have a good relationship with Luke, and there are there are some things going in the right direction. But even though by me saying that, I'll be well, I'll be labeled along with you, Captain Save Luke, right? <laughs> acknowledging that, you know. The, the word on the street is you can't say anything positive about Luke Walton. It's in, it, it is against the rules. Absolutely against the I rules. I mean, 
you would swear that Luke Walton was coaching the 96 Bulls and he had him at 500. <laughs> so, so, you know, you would swear he had, you know, KD, Steph, Draymond, Clay, Iguodala, and they were the seventh seed. Like, the way people talk about the job he's done, like, oh, my God. And I'm still waiting for someone to explain to me with some kind of detail and thought exactly why Luke Walton is so terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm here to – I just want to hear – Rotations. I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like and so you're mad because he doesn't play guys who shouldn't be on the court you know he, he ought to give kyle guy a chance why so why? he can miss a windmill dunk again yeah i, I mean just and i like and, kyle guy i really do but come on they, yeah, they, I mean, they, they get yeah. excessive with it man yeah i mean it's, it, it gets insane it was like and whenever they you know the kings do well They've done it in spite of Luke Walton. Oh yeah. Whenever it goes bad, it's all his fault. Like here's the here, like here's one of my favorite ones. Everyone talk about you know the great job of the player development staff and what Rico Hines and his his group have done with working with players on the side and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's funny how a lot of fans will skip over the fact that Luke you know hired Rico. <laughs> They'll skip over all of that and go to yeah Rico's great fire Luke. I'm like. What? I mean, also, also that was he was able to do that because he has a he had a relationship prior with Rico. Hines. That didn't just come out of nowhere. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He's that, not drawing names out of a hat. Yeah, that's a relationship that he had built that he had, and he he got the job here and he brought him in. Yeah, and then you you know you look at this. I mean, it's it baffles me just because people like legit hate Luke. Like Luke, I mean. Like I told someone, like I said, someone of all the shit that's happened in the what thirty six seasons, Luke Walton is your breaking point. Come on, man, come on. And like, what did, I mean, what did somebody say? Sacramento Kings fans won't accept losing. The fuck, you will accept losing. <laughs> You've accepted it for twenty eight of thirty eight six seasons. What the fuck, you mean you won't accept losing anymore? Hey. You won't accept mediocrity. Mediocrity would be great for this franchise. Hey. What the hell, you talking about? And and I, and I say like this. I say it like this. Is Luke Walton a good coach? I honestly don't know. There's things that he does that I do like. I like his relationships with the players. I I, I like his, uh, regardless of what anybody thinks, the guy's been around winning basketball. He understands the game of basketball. Is he able to convey that message the way a coach is supposed to and, and teach? That's that's still up in the air because there are things that he can get across. There are things that I don't know if he, he can't. He can't break through defense. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he can break through to these guys so far on the defensive end. But he got two years where they were two of the craziest years in NBA history. Um, He showed that he can keep a team engaged in lock and step with him late into the season, even when it looked bleak. When it it looked bleak, and I'm not talking Memphis, all right? It looked bleak, bleak the year before. He took them on a, like what was it a nineteen six record in twenty five games or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and then this year had that team battling for the last two two and a half three weeks of the season with their best players out, and that's a testament to the way they play for him, the way they believe in him, and it's it to be honest with you, Jason, is what makes the two nine game losing streaks that much more baffling because. At, at no point had this team given up on Luke Walton, so I don't know how that happened. But I mean, 
I said I said earlier, t- tell me if I'm wrong, Jason. Of the top five things that are priorities this season, this offseason for this Sacramento Kings team, I don't think Luke Walton, he's got a barely in the top five, if you ask me. I don't think Luke is your biggest problem, not even close. <laughs> I, 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 just I, said it, I just don't. I, I said it earlier. I said, Marvin, ba- what you doing with Marvin Bagley is number one. What you doing with Rashawn Holmes is number two. Can you move off Buddy and or Barnes is number three. And if you want to say three and four, whatever the case may be. But all those take precedent to me over Luke Walton. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I just, uh, when I look at the, the franchise top to bottom, I'm just like, that's not your biggest issue. Not even close. You know, I. if I thought Luke Walton was keeping this team from like being like the four seed or the five seed, because he was just so terrible and the things he did just didn't work. I'd be like, okay, I get it. But we've seen that the things he does with them can and do work when they're implemented. Mm -hmm. And this is not just me talking. This is the players saying, telling you this, when we actually execute what he draws up, it works. We're the ones out there saying my bad, my bad, my bad. I mean, the, the man, the, all the man asked for what at one one point this season he said just just keep him in there for two keep him in front of you for two dribbles. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, that wasn't Key Sweat begging right there from from a coach's perspective. I don't know what was. Look, the man even said he another Luke quote that I go to all the time. He goes, "Look, and what is what I'm telling you the right thing? I don't know. It might be dead wrong." But you don't execute it enough for me to see if it's right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can't even use this damn film. What the hell are y'all doing? I mean, there's, and I think there's a, it's, it's just funny to me because there, it, I think that the, from publicly, just from what I can tell, people have really overvalued the players on the roster. And that's not to knock them and say they're bad players, but mm. for God's sake, people were mad that Daquan Cook wasn't playing anymore. Daquan uh, Jeffries, yeah, that's a throwback. Yeah, yeah, Dequan yeah. Daquan Jeffries, yeah, my mm-hmm. bad. You know, no disrespect to Daquan. I like Daquan, but this was a guy y'all were begging to play. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Luke, why won't you play him? The Houston Rockets, who are tanking, didn't keep him. And look, I was one of those guys. I wanted to see some Daquan minutes, but I mean, it is what it is. Like you said, you, you know, got cut by the Houston Rockets. I just, I just, you know, I, I, I go off of what other people around the league, people who are smarter than me, tell me. They said going into the trade deadline, the Kings had one of the worst rosters in the league. That was facts. And no matter you know you know no matter how you want to dress it up, they only have four players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean I think you saw that as they got some more you know people in there, things got better. I know like uh, you know the defensive was god awful this season. There's no getting around that. Mm. I, I, I don't try to make it you know it was god it was bad but the year before they were 19th in in, in defensive rating they were the 30th this season mm. what changed um you lost a guy like kent Bazemore who gave you some versatility mm-hmm. and how, when did it start getting better late in the season when you added a guy like delon wright or terrence davis or a mo harkless guys that gave you some more versatility yeah. Yeah. so i mean it can are there things that luke can do probably you know I know one thing people talk about is accountability, and I it, 
I'll hear you on the accountability argument for sure. If a guy's not playing defense, take him out. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing. If you're going to pull that card, you can't pull that card and then put guys in who can't help you at all. All right. That's what like, I'm you saying. Where do you, you go? You can't threaten De'Aaron Fox with Kyle Guy minutes. Right. Where are you, you going to go? They're going to laugh go? at you. They're going to be like, whatever. I'm going right back in. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You, know, you know, you've got to have a team, you know, I even look back at, let's say, a young Kobe. Phil would sit him and play Brian Shaw. Mm-hmm. And Kobe would fume. He's like, I'm better than Brian Shaw. But mm-hmm. Brian Shaw would run the shit right. Right. Get 12 quick points. Right. By running. He's like, you know what? He said, look, look, Brian ran the system and look at him get points. Now, if you just do what we tell you to do, you'll get way more because you're better. Right. The Kings don't have a Brian Shaw on the bench to do that with, with, with their young guys. You know, Kojo didn't really fit the system where you could really do that with him. DeLon Wright, you can do that maybe with a little bit. All right. And look, Jason, this is this is what I say. And like I said, maybe I'm not saying I played in the NBA, but I played relatively long enough. And this is what people get upset with me when I bring this up. Is it the coach's job? Does he, does he handle the minutes who comes in and comes out? Yes, absolutely. But the way they were playing defense this, this year and as bad as they were, there, there has to be some self accountability. There has to be some self pride. So like, all right, this is just damn embarrassing. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need a coach to yell and throw a trash can in the locker room for me to be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll play defense. I guess I'll play better now. The, this team and this franchise will improve when they self-police themselves, you know, if that makes any sense. Like, or the, or the guys on the roster will, will, will check each other. The guys on the roster will look in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm not doing it. I'm not bringing it. I'm not bringing it to way I should. This ain't no goddamn uh, JV basketball. Then <laughs> where the coach is coming in and saying, I'm going to kick your ass if you don't play better defense. Like these are grown ass men, professionals. You know, yeah. And like I said, and some of these same grown ass men uh, wilted because Dave Yeager yelled at them. Mm. So, you know, which is it Uchi Wally Wally or one? Is, Mike? It, which one one Mike? is it? Is it black girl lost a shorty? Oh, you for ice. I don't know. You know, you know what's going to work? Do you want to get yelled at? Do you want to be, you know, comforted? And the thing is, I know behind the scenes, Luke ain't just sitting there going, hey, guys, you know, hey. <laughs> Yo, they really think he's doing that, though. They really think that's how he handles things. <laughs> they really think Luke going, the, the coaching staff going there. They go in there, sit in the office, play spades, and they go out there and know, well, he made no adjustments. He made no And I always say, how do you know? <laughs> That's what I say. And now how I know they made adjustments, I talk to people who know. I don't mm. just watch the game on TV. Mm. You know, like I said, just because you can DVR a game does not mean you're breaking down film. <laughs> I wish people would stop doing that, get their phone, record. Look what happened here. It's like, well, do you know what they were doing? That's what I'm saying. You didn't even cover them. That's called a drop coverage. Look, you don't even know what is supposed to happen. <laughs> like, you, you have an idea. Even me, I'm watching the game. I have an idea of what probably should happen, but I don't know what they're being instructed. I don't know what the strategy is. I don't know what the coaches are trying to do at that time. I can just look at it and give a good, educated guess. But at the end of the day, what, what did uh, Jim Morris say one time? You think you know, but you really don't know. 
<laughs> and I know some things they do out there they won't they weren't told to do. I can tell you that. That's facts. <laughs> I can tell you right now they don't come out of a uh, timeout and tell anyone to jump and throw the ball backwards. <laughs> they don't. Uh, what was the infamous one this year where they had? Uh, I think it was in the Pistons game when they had like point four on the shot clock. And Rashawn Holmes fouled him on the inbounds or something like that. Let him go back door and then fouled him on the inbounds. Ain't nobody teaching him that. But once again, at the same time, you'd be like, all right, well, take him out. For who? <laughs> For who? Who who going to play in place of Rashawn Holmes? Right. And it's like I said, it's it just cracks me up at this point. It's almost like I'm getting more laughs out of the way people, not just fans and some media folks are just so mad over this. Oh, I'm man. like, what is way? Michael Malone was my homie. Like that was my dude. I wasn't this mad about Mike getting fired. <sighs> I understood it was part of business and I had no control over it. And I always tell people all the time, being a fan of a team is a choice. Yeah. You can't you move on. Have, you don't have to like this team. You don't have, you don't, this way when I was growing up, the Raiders moved from LA to Oakland. So in 1994, at the age of what 15 years, 15, mm. I decided I was going to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. How do how do we set on the Eagles? Do they have Cunningham? Uh, Reggie at the time? White was one of my favorite players, and okay. they had a lot of guys on the Eagles I just liked. Like I loved I loved Buddy Ryan. Okay. I loved the fact that Buddy Ryan was like kill the quarterback. <laughs> and when I finally got a chance to meet Buddy Ryan, I was like you don't know how, what you meant to me as a kid when you told when you told your defenders on an intercepted everyone hit the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and Buddy Ryan tells me, "Well, on the interception, who's going to try to make the tackle? Either A, the guy who should have caught the ball, or B, the guy who threw the ball. So you hit both of them." <laughs> so I mean, you know, so I chose at that point in my life to be an Eagles fan, and that lasted. Shit, almost 20 years. Mm. Until I got done covering the Raiders and they no longer disgusted me. They disgust me now for different <laughs> reasons, but not because of work. You know, but being a fan is a choice. And if you don't like it, I get it. But this whole I'm gonna burn my king stuff because they kept Luke not because they were gonna move, not I mean, of all the things this fan base has gone through, you mean to tell me Luke Walton is your breaking point? You gotta be fucking kidding me. And and the other thing about it, uh Jason is if you think that Luke Walton is a good co- isn't a good coach or he should have been fired that's that's fine that's your opinion that's how you feel about it that's cool but if me or anybody else is like uh I ain't even saying like he definitely should come back I said I could see where he could come back I could I could see that I, it's not the most insane thing in the world it's like oh you're an idiot yeah. First of all, first of all, watch your mouth. Watch the watch the fingers. First of all, second of all, um, I don't disrespect your opinion, and and even though I may feel some type of way about it, that's how you feel. This is all. This is all a, a, a guessing game. You mean to tell me that if they fire Luke Walton and hired Sam Cassell, we we go into the playoffs, guaranteed. No, don't nobody know that. And just because yeah, Luke yeah, Walton is know. here, don't nobody know that they're not going to the playoffs. Hey, I said on the Twitter, ain't nothing changed for me. Whether Luke is here or not, bottom line is they need to make the playoffs next year. Monty need yeah. to find a way to make the playoffs. I don't care who the coach is. This don't change nothing. Luke Walton, if he don't get it done, he'll be fired next year. 
and, and, and that's what it is. Everybody will be on the hot seat. So yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. It's pretty simple. People say we're going to waste a year of De'Aaron's career with Luke. Give me a break. This ain't we ain't wasting like prime LeBron. This ain't like we're not wasting like this ain't like MVP Kevin Garnett wasting. Dick, spare me that we're wasting his career. <laughs> I mean that was the, and, that was and, one of and the he need to figure it out. He need to we're figure wasting, it out. They all need to figure it out. His prime. I'm oh my god. I said I said y'all really y'all really are tripping. Yeah, they bugging. And, and and anything I just the you know. I really want someone to explain to me why Luke angers you so much. Like, why? Like, did George Carl, being a guy that no one on the team liked, anger you this much? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you what it is, Jason. This is Jason Ubias, man. We talked that real talk on here. I think, is, is nepotism the right word? Where he's, like, handed stuff because of his name? Yeah. I think there's, I think there's an element of that. And the way that he came in here, um, with no interviews and all this, Vladdy didn't do him no favors. Basically, I'll put it to you like that with the way he brought. I him agree in with there. that. I agree with that. You know, you know, you could have, you know, even if Luke was, you know, I think as, as one guy told me, even if Luke was your guy from day one, Luke was still going to be there in a week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt you to at least talk to some other people. Yeah. You know, get some different perspectives. You know, I mean, I, I can, I, I, I can, I can get with that. That being a reason, you know. But even then, that's not Luke's fault. No. That's Vlade's fault. <laughs> right. What do you want Luke you know, to do? Turn down the job. Say, you know what? You know what, Vlade? <laughs> Before you give me that contract, could you go interview four more people <laughs> so that it looks better. Anybody turn down twenty million dollars over that? I you saw. Know, so, I saw know, somebody and, today. I saw somebody today talking about. Uh, yeah. Um, Stan, they like quote tweeted somebody in there like Stan Van Gundy was the only one of nine people interviewed that talked about having Zion bring the ball up sometime. And then somebody at King's fan was like, see, that's what happens. You get there and you get on the same page with a coach that has the same ideas as you. That's what happens when you interview somebody. Um, the goddamn Pelicans are one of the most disappointing <laughs> franchises in the last 10 years with what happened this year. That is not, it, that's not a good thing that, that Stan Band is your example <laughs> with two all-stars. <laughs> <laughs> and Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball. Yeah. So, so Stan Band should not be your example as to why uh, the, the coaching change should have happened. Yeah, and my here's my thing. The, the, the two examples people throw at me the most are, are two. One of them is Monty Williams. The other one is Tom Thibodeau. They say, "Well, look at look what Monty Williams did in his second year. They fucking went and got Monty Williams, Chris Paul." And, and, and what did he do before the bubble, Jason? I mean, I mean <laughs> how many times did they we talk healthy. and people were like, "They shouldn't even be in the bubble. They were that bad." Right. And they went undefeated in the bubble. And part of that too is remember. They lost, similar to how the Kings couldn't keep Marvin on the court, they lost DeAndre Aiden to a suspension and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And mm-hmm. But they went and got him Chris Paul. They went and got him Jay Crowder. Yep, yep. They went and got him some help. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they they made some smart moves, you know, picking up a guy like Cameron Payne, who a lot of people had given up on. Mm-hmm. They did some good things to, to bolster that team. Right. Think about it. Look what happened to OKC without Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Fell from top ten they're, and they're not mentioned at all. They're the Washington Generals now. 
<laughs> you know, so and then, and then the other example too, they say, well, look what Th- uh, Thibodeau did with the Knicks. Julius Randle also became an All Star this year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and last time I checked, ain't nobody in the Kings became an All Star. De'Aaron had some good stretches, but to be an All Star, you got to be that dude sixty to seventy percent of the time. Yeah. yeah, and he's not there yet. And that's not a knock on De'Aaron, but he's not there yet. You, and when, when he's there, Dennis Schroeder won't let him go five for twenty. Right. right. When he's there, when he hits that mark, it'll be it's going to be something wonderful to watch. Yeah. But he's not there yet. He's shown he, what it takes to. I think this year he learned how hard it is to stay at that level consistently. Mm-hmm. I think he'll come back next season. Physically, he'll be more ready for it, and he and I and I, and I think he'll take another step. But. Has anyone watched what Julius Randle did this season? That man out there getting 30, 10, and 10. Come on, man. The Kings don't have a player better than Julius Randle. They didn't have a player better than Julius last year when the Knicks came to town and kicked their ass. Mm -hmm. And and here's the other thing I say about Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is doing a great job. He's he's done a great job turning turning around that Knicks franchise. He's done great. Jason, tell me if I'm wrong. That's the exception, not the rule. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, not always from, like, from oh, a new people, coach comes yeah. in and all of a sudden they're the fourth seed. Like that don't that doesn't Tom Thibodeau's last stop in Minnesota, that's not what happened. They went like 33 and 51 or whatever the, the number was. And, like that don't and, happen all the time. Yeah, and even with that, there's people in New York who thought they would still fall apart. They were like, we can't keep this up. But then they and they also made moves, like I said, that, that made sense. They got players that fit what Tibbs did. They went mm-hmm. and got a guy like a Todd Gibson just because, well, Tibbs likes him. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you went and got Derrick Rose early in the season. You didn't wait till March 25th to get your coach some help. Right. right. You saw early on, we got a point guard issue. They went and got D Rose early. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't get D Rose. You know, imagine if the Kings had got DeLon right in January. I, I look, I said, I said all along, and this is just I, I could be overvaluating, overvaluing the talent. I think if this is the team that they had at the start of the season, I mean, I don't know, playoffs 60, I ain't saying all that, but they're better than San Antonio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, would agree with that. I would agree with that. Like they, if they had this team all along, I mean, w- look. I, and I overvalued what they had coming into the season because I thought they were they were going to be a little better than what they were. But once I saw it on the floor, I was like, they can only play like six and a half guys. <laughs> this is this is not this is not going to sustain itself. Like they were only able to play six and a half guys, and they just didn't have the horses. So we got some horses after the trade deadline. The one that I can't defend, Jason, is the second nine game losing streak. I don't know what the hell happened there. Like I, I, I have no idea, but that was, you know, after the, the the new guys were there and everything, I don't know what the hell happened there. But aside from that, I think they finished like, well, you know, the last couple of games brought it down a little bit, but I think they were like 11 and 13 or 11 and 15 or something like that after the trade deadline with the nine game losing streak. So I, I, I think I'll put it to you like this and, and let's be perfectly clear. Because people are like, oh, Kenny said they shouldn't make any changes. That's not what I said. I'm gonna tell you this. If they if they if they came back at it with the same squad next year, yes, they should be in a playing tournament. I think yeah. I think Luke and them have enough to get there 
with this squad. Now you're supposed to be adding, you know, with the draft pick and maybe a, a free agent or maybe make a trade or whatever. So you should be adding to it. So I should expect that even more. But this group alone, I think, it, it is good enough for them to get to that playing game. Yeah, to get to crack the top. I mean, they almost cracked the top 10 this year. Right. Right. You know, with two nine-game losing streaks and another streak where they lost nine of 11. <laughs> That's crazy. They basically <laughs> met, went a month and a half winning two games and Jesus. still were right there Jeez. to the last week of the season. So, I mean, I I think I think they're closer than people are giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from the person who thought the team was not very good. Right, right. <laughs> I just objectively think they're much closer than people wanted, uh, than they're getting credit for. I, they got a lot of work to do for sure, because when you're in that 10 to 12 range, you know, in the, in, especially in the West, you, you got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. But I think they're much closer to being at 10 or 9 than they are to being 13, 14, 15. Right. Right. You know, and I just, you know, I think you look at the, you know, top to bottom, one through eight, those teams all have at least a superstar or two all stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So part of it's going to be you need, you know, I think, you know, De'Aaron will get better. I think Tyrese will be better. And mm-hmm. the way I look at it, the only guys you know for sure that Monty McNair likes are Tyrese and De'Aaron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or DeLon and Moe and Terrence. I think if you have Terrence Davis for an entire year, that makes a difference. Yeah. I think, you know, I think if you have a, I wonder if Moe played well enough to get himself on a good team again. I don't know. But, you know, maybe you bring him back. But I think if Hopefully. you have a healthy Harrison and you can have, you know, I think TD can guard multiple spots the same way Bays did. Yeah. He's a restricted free agent. His money won't be crazy. Second round or you two. Know, you know, you know, I think I, I think you found you figured out that Chemezi could be a rotation guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, I think Damian Jones can be a rotation. I think you have, you know, you can be a rotation guy. He may not be your starter, but if you bring him off the bench, that's not a bad look. You know, if you're bringing Chemezi off the bench, you know, your Abe guy, that's not a bad look. Mm. I think you've got some some, some stuff that can work. I, I, I said this, though, Jay. I, I, I said this. I said. Monty has done a really good job of filling out the roster, right? You, I, I don't, like I said, you can always look for upgrades and tweaks, but I feel like if they can bring back all those guys, they got their bench set. You know what I'm saying? They got, they got their bench set. Like you got the line, you got Terrence Davis, Mo Harkless, um, Chabezzi Metu, uh, even like you said, Damian Jones, you, you got those guys set coming off your bench where at the very least, if nothing good happens in this off season, uh, depth wise, you at least can fall back that you got go- those guys. And now you can attempt to see what you can do with Buddy's contract or even Harris. I don't want Harrison to go anywhere, but see what you can do with all that and see if you can go get you another established guy, a Chris Paul light kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? To, yeah, to take you a, to another a, level. A real forceful presence on, on that team. Maybe yeah. it's a, you know, I don't, I, I don't have an idea of a name, but I'm thinking maybe kind of what Denver did when they got Paul Millsap a couple of years ago. Right, right. You know, someone right. like that. It, I remember the Kings were linked to that. That just didn't make any sense, I think, because they were, it was like, what are you doing? You said you were going young. Right. But I think at this stage of, of everyone's development, now you go out and get a guy like that. Mm-hmm. You get that guy, you know, say you make a move and you get off you get off of Buddy's deal. Oh, now you get oh, a DeMar happy DeRozan day. Type. Oh, happy day. Yeah, maybe you go get DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. you know, 
to to be a to be a solid vet who can still play on your team. I mean, that's what you got to do at this point. I think you you know De'Aaron's established enough. You know, I think you know, I think what what a what I think was a Tyree said to, uh, Monday during media. We're not young, but we're inexperienced, mm-hmm. and I got what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. And then Harrison says, you know, we haven't been. You know, it's easy to say we need to do X, Y, and we haven't been through that yet. And until we go through it and succeed. We're going to keep, you know, you know, because Harrison called for, you know, accountability, maturity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. some of these things have to come from the locker room. Right. The right. coach can't make you be mature. Right. And, you know, like even Harrison said he's tired of my bad, my bad, my bad. Mm-hmm. Like, how about, you know, it's kind of like when you're a kid, you can only apologize for messing with your mom's stuff so many times. Like, <laughs> you, keep, you keep knocking her stuff over. You might, you know, you might get backhanded. <laughs> I mean, not that I endorse people hitting their children. I'm just saying at a time that was the, the consequence of a long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, because at, at a certain point, mom didn't want to hear, I'm sorry. She wants you to stop. I just yeah. told my son the other day, stop doing it. I mean, uh, I have a hat collection. I'm sorry I knocked your hats over again. Stop messing with my hats. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hear, I'm sorry. I want you to stop doing what I told you to stop doing. Yeah. Uh, just stop it. So I mean, maybe we're there. I think because I think this team is, it's weird. I'm normally the the, the pessimistic one. <laughs> I'm way more optimistic than everyone else. Right. I said the other day. I think we did a show when I said it, but I was like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm more optimistic about this team than I've been in a like going into the following year that I've been in a long time, even more than probably 2019. You know what I'm saying? I was like, because because it seems like. I mean, I know they got to take care of Mo. I'm fully expecting Terrence Davis to be back. So it's like, okay, you got guys coming back. I like what Monty's doing. Monty, like you look at somebody even like Lewis King. Lewis King is a solid ball player. Like he doesn't look like he embarrassed himself out there. So I look at Monty. He seems to be able to find talent, a good, uh, uh, or the whole team, you know, in that front office, good evaluators of, uh, of talent. So I fully expect them to go out in the offseason and do some things to help improve this roster. So I look at it like yeah. that. I look at De'Aaron Fox. I look at Tyrese Halliburton, you know, what he's able to do. I'm like, okay, let's go. But all it took was 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 one press release for everybody to be like, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Mm, that's crazy. So, yeah. You want to hit on anything else before we get out of here? You want to talk about your boy Kwame Brown? I was about to ask you about your boy Kwame Brown. (laughs) Kwame chose violence. (laughs) Kwame is a wild boy. I didn't know he talked this much. Violence. (laughs) He he clearly has chosen violence. (laughs) I mean, did you hear all the smoke when they were talking about him? No, I didn't even, I haven't even watched it yet. I had I hadn't seen it either. I just all of a sudden Kwame Brown clips start flying up on my timeline, and I was like, "What the hell?" See, I usually <laughs> binge listen to all the smoker. I like I like do like four or five episodes. I'm a little behind because there were so many games. But yeah, I'm like Kwame Brown driving through wherever he's at in Georgia is just basically <laughs> telling. I mean, when he said. Matt need to send Derek gas money. He'll get his. I was like, oh god, this is this has gotten way too far. <laughs> this this is a situation where I, I I mean, if they cross paths, somebody gonna have to see somebody. No, no, no. Matt's gonna no. They're gonna fight. I'm just, I know Matt. Matt ain't gonna take this land down. <laughs> Matt ain't gonna take this level of disrespect. 
Kwame <laughs> just went in even harder. He said, was Eric Fisher, is he the mentor, the father figure? What is he? Oh, my goodness. He, he said that Matt should supposed to be pretty like Drake and taking bitches, bitch. He got his bitch took. <laughs> I was like, this is just gotten, this is way too far. And Matt's my dude. I like Matt. Matt's yeah. my dude. No, Matt, Matt, Matt going to have to see swing. him. Matt's going to swing on him. Oh, my goodness. Just know, I know Matt. I don't, I'm not like Matt's best friend. But I know Matt well enough. Matt's going to swing on him. The only thing that I didn't dis- I, I disagreed with with Kwame Brown in all the stuff that he said, because to be honest with you, Jason, he made a lot. I mean, I, I don't know nothing about the personal stuff that he said about me. I ain't really getting into all that, but he made a lot of sense with some of the things he would say is he tried to act like, and it's for somebody that seems to be very self-aware and I haven't heard Kwame Brown say a whole lot in 20 years. This is the most I've ever, ever heard him talk, but he seems like a straight shooter. Kwame, you were a bust. I'm sorry. You were a bust. You're number one pick in the draft. You were, you were a bust. Hey, you made a hey, lot of you money. Be, you be polite. He helped Lakers get uh, Pal Gasol. His contract <laughs> was very valuable. He made a lot of money. He's He, he got his he put his mom on the golf course, like he said. That that is the best stuff in the world. I wish I could have done that. You know what I mean? But as an NBA player, when we're talking about NBA players here, the number one pick, I mean, you didn't live up to the pick. Other than no. that, I mean, he was he was very entertaining, very entertaining. Yeah, but I was just like, this is not. I mean, when you talk about people, you know, baby mama and who who watching my kids, yeah, no. I said, I'm sorry. I got if I'm mad, uh, not that I I advocate or condone violence. Matt got a swing on him. Just like the Joe Button podcast, we know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be a. You are not going to see Matt Barnes and Kwame Brown in, in an Instagram post bigging up each other. <laughs> this is going to go. I mean, not yet man, at least. Not without the fight he first. He, <laughs> Maybe he, after he the fight, then. Good hair. This is. I guess this is. Yeah, you know, this is like '90s NBA. This is like. <laughs> This is like, you know, I just need Charles Oakley to run through and punch somebody. <laughs> oh, man. This is some crazy stuff. This is some real yeah. crazy stuff. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be following we run, it. Though, we got to shout out the, the Hall of Famers. Oh, man. How can we not, man? How can we not? Big ups to the Hall of Famer, Chris Webber. Hold on. Let me get some air horns for that, man. Big ups to the Hall of Famer, uh, Rick. About damn time. About damn time. You you run about, haven't you run this every year? Around this time, uh, uh, not every year, but I know last couple of years, you no, know, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, definitely wrote about why wasn't Chris Webber in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's about damn time, man. And then, yeah. and then another guy who who should have been in the Hall of Fame a while ago as well, Rick Adelman, Hall of Famer. The only reason he doesn't have a ring is because some dude named Phil Jackson kept showing up. Damn that damn Phil Jackson. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he, he ruined a, a lot of dreams. Fortune of running in the Phil Jackson repeatedly. Yeah, and man. Webb got hurt. Yeah, exactly. They were going to win that year. And then, obviously, uh, bring back the Monarchs. Yolanda Griffith, Hall of Famer. So big ups to all three of them Sacramento icons. Oh, and by the way, the Kings in their press release, they claim Bill Russell. You know, he was a coach with the Kings and he's going in as a coach. So Kings, the Kings claim Bill Russell. No hey, air from Bill Russell. <laughs> Once again. Hey, who man is this? <laughs> we, can't, we can't go around claiming Bill Russell. 
Well, the Kings claimed Bill Russell on the press. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reporting the news. The Kings claimed Bill Russell too. One more time. Hey, who measures this? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shut up. Uh, okay, okay. Hey, I'm just trying to be fair. You know, Bill Russell gave somebody the finger at the thing, so Bill Russell gonna be my dude forever. But, yeah, I'm gonna, you know. I'm going to go ahead and shut up. Nobody wants to claim Bill Russell. I mean, no, I, I, w- I want to claim Bill Russell as a Kings guy, but I can't claim Bill Russell. I know he coached there. I get all that. Bill Russell, Bill Russell, he was a coach first with the Celtics. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, well. Okay, I tried. I tried. <laughs> Had to hit him with that Kanye, man. I just said. Uh, you can't be serious, man. I, I I just want to be accurate, you know. Let, let it be known that the organization acknowledged Bill Russell too for his contributions and and congratulated him on being in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They can, okay. That's, I mean, I you did you did your no, job. It's not on I you. No I'm just, I want no heat from the people. Bro. I'm just trying to figure it out. You 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 did you did what you had to do. I'm just trying to figure it out because he was coach with Boston. I don't know how we just claiming that, but if we claiming it, we claiming it. Yeah. Surprised when he, he retires, the first jersey. black coach to win a championship, and then he later coached the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Damn it! On that note, Jason. On that note, where can the people find you? Uh, Mister underscore Jason Jones on Twitter, Mister Jones LBC on Instagram, and theAthletic.com. Yeah, you hear everybody. You can see everybody mad at him in his mentions. For nobody um, mad at me. I ain't do shit. They they be mad, man. They be mad. I seen some dude was like, oh, what he said. I forgot. He said, and you asked him about his rationale or something like I forgot what he said, but he was hot. He was hot oh, about yeah, him I asked him, I, Yeah, I just asked him. He's like, that's a terrible, why is it a terrible decision? That's all I asked. I mean, if you're going to call somebody an idiot and all that stuff in your, in your mentions, if you're going to call Luke Walton a fucking idiot, you should be able to tell me why he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so like, one, of, one of the dudes was like, he asked me, because all I said, all I said was, hey, this don't change nothing for me, man. It really don't. They got to make the playoffs next year. If it's not, Luke will be fired and everybody will be on a hot seat. That's all I said. And I've said numerous times, I'm not sure Luke sh- should be fired. I'm not sure. If he gets fired, he gets fired. But I'm not sure that that's the move that they should be making. And then, and then the dude goes, uh, he goes, yeah, uh, why don't you tell me why it's such a good good hire? The guy with the bad defensive rating. Fuck out of here. So I asked him. Do you want me to answer the question or do you want me to get the fuck out of here? Which one is it? Because <laughs> I think I could just, you know, get the fuck out of here. How about that? We're not going to talk. It's so hostile on Twitter, man. Yeah, man. I said, yeah, I'm like, you want to you make people mad? Just ask them why. Why do you think that? <laughs> fuck you. You're defending him. <laughs> I was like, I just asked why. I, I just asked why. Can't you articulate why? I, I said you got on you got on your keyboard and called another grown man a fucking idiot, <laughs> and you can't tell me why he's a quote fucking idiot. You sound like the idiot. Oh, but let man. me stop before people before we recall. You know we we, we both get tagged Cap- again as Captain, Captain Saber Luke. Luke. Captain say is a is a should I save him? <laughs> I mean, I'll save him. I'll save him just to make sure a lot of you people who are so angry stay angry. <laughs> See, yeah. so damn mad about something that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know. Like I said, if you don't like it, you can go be a I don't know fan of something else. But I don't care. But I'm a 
I'm gonna troll you all just for for this because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Y'all so mad about someone who don't even know you. I'm just perplexed. I really am just perplexed. But you know, you you guys can find me by the way um, at I am K Diddy on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, D'Lo and Casey Monday through Friday ESPN thirteen twenty. Me and my main man Damian Barling uh, talking that talk. We're talking a lot of kings this week, so we'll be doing that. Jay. Uh, they told me I'm just giving you the update. They told me the shipment should be should be here in a couple weeks. I got your bottle. Uh, make you a black bottle boy out here. And uh, oh, okay, yeah, it's coming. I'm with that. It's coming. I got you. I got you. So yeah. other than that, uh, Kwame Brown. We talked about him. Uh, Luke Wong. We talked about him. Anything else you need to hit? That's about it. I think you know. I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stay silent on Kwame the rest of the week because I don't need him coming to me. <laughs> You know, he's from the South. He might actually shoot people. So I ain't got, yo. <laughs> I had um, never heard Kwame Brown talk before this week. I have before. He, he'll he pop up if you go at him. He'll call you a dumb motherfucker <laughs> for saying he couldn't play basketball. You know, you know, do you know what the fuck I used to do? I was good at what I did before I got paid. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah I'm not going to. Yeah, I wouldn't. Kwame a big dude. I he told someone when I first saw him in person. They said, how? I said, he, I said, he, he looks like Kane. Like he's the size of Kane. Mm. They're like, oh my! God. I said, yeah, he is big. That's a big. He's guy. got little hands for some reason, but you know, hey, mm. he got paid though. He did get paid. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, we up out of here. J Street vibe. Shout out to Be Her platform as well. We up out of here. It's your man Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones. Holla.